Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Jim Beheim has never lost five games in a row in 42 years as head coach of the Syracuse Orange. That stat would stay in place as the Orange hold an opponent to 45 points for the second time this season, ending a string of losses in conference play against Pitt. We'll give you the good and the bad of that game. Plus, as always, we turn to Joe for a preview of Boston College as the Golden Eagles come to the Dome Sweet Dome Wednesday, January 24th at 7 o'clock. Let's go. What's up, Cuse Nation? Thanks for tuning in to episode 52 of the Cuse Nation podcast with Sean and Joe. We can be found on any major platform or directory, including Podcast Attic app, Player FM app, iTunes, pretty much anywhere. So once again, I'm Sean alongside my good buddy, Joe. Well, Joe, it was sloppy, but the orange got it done. They got off the schneid. Ended yep. a four-game losing streak, um, and it wasn't pretty. And I don't know how many teams they beat playing like that, but in the end, as Joe says, a win is a win. <laughs> a win is a win. <laughs> no matter how ugly, a win is a win. Um, but you know, I mean, just a lot of sloppy ball handling. Um, it was also the the first time they won a game. Uh, scoring under 60 points. So, yeah. and that just says a lot. I, I actually thought at one point they were going to hold them to like 40 points. Um, <laughs> they ended up scoring 45, but Pitt is awful. Holy cow, they're awful. Yeah. I, I, I was just so upset that it took so long to really start to put Pitt away. I was, you know, and there was something wrong with Battle. Um, I had mentioned to you that I heard the broadcaster said they thought he was under the weather. Um, I never really read anything about that. Everything's so tight-lipped. I I never, you know what I mean? I never read anything about it. I never heard anything else about it during the broadcast. Um, But they did force 18 turnovers. So um, that's huge. So 16 points. One guy kept them in. I mean, Stewart, Stewart hit seven to 13 three-pointers and had 23 yeah, points, 23 so 23 points. of the 45 points. Do you, do you know how much he averages a game, point-wise? Not even close to that. 7.4 points a game. Yeah. And Coach mentioned that in his, in his press conference, how he doesn't understand how these guys have not figured out that when you have one guy scoring all the time, that you have to get to that guy. You have to be on that guy. Do not let that guy... 
by himself out there, seven from seven for thirteen from behind the arc. I mean, yeah. jeez, I'm crow. Um, and Pitt shot fourteen out of forty, dude. <laughs> That's freaking. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I we're told not you much they were better. Huck a bunch of threes, man. I know we're not much better, twenty-two for fifty-one. But and we did slip a little bit in the three-point category, um, down to twenty-seven percent, fifteen out of eighteen. 27.7, whatever. But the free throws look good again last night. We didn't get to the line very much. 10 for 12. Um, not many foul shots at all in that game, in fact. so Yeah, they let them play. Yeah, they definitely did, which was kind of... I liked it. I got to be honest. I like that. I like that type of officiating. I really do. But I cringe a lot because I see, you know, your, your team's getting away with fouls. Their team's getting away with fouls. So I, I'm, on one side, you're like... You know, what the hell? And then the other side, you're like, oh, okay, well. Oh, it makes for a sloppy game. And that's what we get. That's what we saw. <laughs> that's exactly right. Good point. Good point. Um, player of the game, uh, you know, um, let's see. We're, we're, let's find Howard here. Uh, five for 14. That's That doesn't look that good. But when no. you uh, add everything up for Howard and the way he contributed uh, last night during that game while battle was kind of um, a little sluggish, he had yeah. 18 points, four assists, five steals, and seven rebounds. And the biggest stat of the night for me on Howard was one turnover. One. Yeah. One. That's yeah, a, that's, that's definitely that's... below his average for sure. So <laughs> That's excellent. Uh, Joe, yeah. what would you think, buddy? Uh, it's the game overall, again, a win's a win, uh, but it was ugly. And I kind of knew it was going to be when you get a team like Pittsburgh – uh, they're on the ropes. They're trying to figure it out. They're they're gonna do their best. So, but like you said, I mean, other than one guy, yeah, it was tough to watch, man. And even looking back on it, I mean, we went by fourteen, and it doesn't even seem like we did. So, no, that really was the weir- that was the weirdest thing about it. Um, again, I'm just glad that that we got that one off our back, and hopefully. Uh, we can learn a little bit. So, to you know, after Boston College game, we can go to Pittsburgh and hopefully get another win. So, this is just with the way that this Pittsburgh team is. These just playing them twice is almost like a blessing, and uh, we have to be able to take advantage of that. So, yeah, I mean, I really okay. saw really saw nothing. Um, their their other real, uh, score, their uh, frame. Um, he really didn't have that good of a game. I think he hit one three. Uh, in the second half, but other than Stewart, that, that team was very uh, left little to be desired. Their head coach, their new head coach, looks like a what a real human life Homer Simpson would look like. So it's <laughs> so true. It he's a just, little disheveled, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's having a tough go. And meanwhile, meanwhile, Jamie Dixon goes down to TCU and they're a top 25 team. So he's a great coach. We knew we, talked, we talked about that, that that was going to be a huge, huge uh, for Pitt to overcome. And um, that's proven yeah. to be true. Absolutely true. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to point out seems insignificant now, but uh, going, you know, remember when, remember when we had that one just really lackadaisical play at the end of the Notre Dame game? Yeah, there was a similar play. It was in the middle of the game. I think it was, um, I think it was at the beginning of the game actually. When um, was it, Cameron Davis? Does that sound right, Cameron? Yeah, I think so. Uh, uh, he stole a pass, and 
just took it down, looked like a wide open uh, slam. And basically Howard was right behind him. He never stopped running, and chased him down. And he just, he blocked it at the rim. So just goes to yep. show if you don't stop, you got a chance. And Howard was the one that had a chance during Notre Dame. So, well, the funny thing too with that is, is that Howard, that was Howard's lone turnover. Oh, so, that's true. Yeah. Good point. Then, so he made up for it and the, the ball ended up getting blocked and then going out of bounds and it was our ball. So he pretty much made up for it. So that one turnover he made up for. So, yeah. Um, so all in all, like you said, you know, the refs let him play probably, probably attributed to, um, a, a bit of sloppy play, uh, battle ended up with 15 points. Not, not, yeah. not real huge on the stat sheet. Um, nothing significant. Uh, no, uh, we, he started slow. He started slow. Yeah. He started slow and he airballed a three. I just felt bad. He just didn't, he just did not look like himself. And, well, and then, and Beheim didn't look like himself as far as the way that he was rotating. Oh yeah, I mean, they I, I remember at one. Remember that? At, yeah, at one point you texted me saying something about you know an experimental game or whatever, and it almost felt like he, it almost felt like Beheim wasn't too worried. Um, yeah, he was definitely trying some things though, right? I guess we should mention that. I totally forgot about that. In the beginning of the game, it really seemed like he was doing some different things, like a full court press with like a minute off the clock. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they, yeah, they pressed early. Uh, Howard Washington came in early. Um, Sadivi came in early, and uh, he was definitely playing around with some, you know, a battle. He got three minutes on the bench early, so um, he was definitely playing around with some stuff, trying to figure stuff out. But I mean, like I said, just ugly and slow. We didn't get a lot of free throws because of the, ref, the way the refs called the game, but um, it kind of helped in our advantage because Pittsburgh didn't get a lot of points in the paint whatsoever. Um, and honestly, I mean, like I said, looked ugly. It's tough to watch at some points. Still end up winning by 14. And one of their guys went off and shot over 50% from the three-point line and had 23 points when he only averages seven. Like, just usually when that kind of stuff happens, you know, you lose. You know? Right. If you were to say you score 59 points and you let a guy on the other team that averages seven points shoot and get a 23, then usually we lose those games. And, and by the way, with and you usually lose with seven offensive boards too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's, and that's just kind of telling of how, how bad Pittsburgh really is this year down. They are, and they're going to bunch of freshmen. Um, and uh, I know Stallings, he was pretty, I mean, mildly successful in the sec. I think he came from Vanderbilt. So, um, He's probably going to be able to, to get it turned around, but it just might take a little while. It's a tough league, and um, it's just telling when you have like our best player's highest battle who is off and started slow. We, all, the, all the keys that we talk about as far as things that we need to do to win the game um, or have a chance against some good teams, I mean, we were just not that good in it. You know, Like you said, we didn't hit our – I mean, we were low on our free throws. We were low on our um, – Offensive rebounds. Ty's battle, our best player. He started off slow, uh, and still, <laughs> you know, we still ended up winning by fourteen. So, yeah, without a doubt. And you know, we had uh, seven offensive boards. It's like, how do you win with that? But then you look up at at the other team's offensive boards, and you look, you see, oh, well, that's how you win. They had four. 
Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so um, a guy we've been real high on here lately is Pascal uh, Chukwu, and um, he didn't have the best game. A little butter butterfingery. Uh, there was some. There was some fancy, like cute little no look passes going on, and with the lane clogged up a little bit, and Pascal. He's got to just hold on to the ball. A number of times he had it right in his hand, and it just gets smacked out or grabbed away from him, and um, he can't do that. And, and I don't know if we should be getting cute like that right now either, but here's what Coach had to say. I think Pascal, is he's, he takes a step forward, then he takes a step backward. Tonight he had opportunities, and he's bringing the ball down and not finishing. And then, you know, what he can do is, like, at the end there, he got mad a little bit. He got the pass. He came down. He dunked it. Well, he should be doing that the whole game, but he just isn't that mentality. And he's got to get that mentality. He's just not doing that. And uh, we need him to do that. His presence on defense is very important, helps us. Uh, But, uh, you know, I think O'Shea, too, has taken a little step back. He was getting to the basket better early in the year. I still, I still think he's he did try tonight. I think he, I think he might have gotten hit a couple times, but you still got to finish those. But we need him to get back in there. I th- he mentions real quick. I'll just go back to what he said about O'Shea. Uh, I put that in there because it was right after. But he's right. He was trying. He really was trying last night to do what he does best, and that's and that's you know charge the rim, and. Um, I mean, he was trying. I don't know. It, it's it's tough. It's hard to dribble around all that sometimes. And everybody knows what to do now. So it's it's not going to get any easier as far as that goes. As far as um, Chuku goes, when he was uh, Jim Beheim was asked to clarify about his mentality, quote-unquote, he says he's just not a tough guy. He's got to be tough. He brings the ball down. People take it away from him. We've talked about that. He goes on. You can't let that happen. You just can't. He's a super nice big guy. You got to play with an edge when you're a big guy, and he doesn't. And it kind of, it kind of seems that way, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Pascal, kind of a nice guy. You know, this guy's got very limited experience. Experience coming from Nigeria. He's coming here. He was out all last year. You know, um, he's just limited. He's just a. He's just not there athletically yet on the balance of things and um yeah he's got to get tough man he's done yeah he needs to talk especially in this league he's gonna get pushed around and that's yeah and he is a super nice guy if you've ever watched any of his like any of his post game stuff and things like that or the little things syracuse.com puts out no oh he's he seems like he seems like a super nice guy is exactly what he said so um, i just i can imagine him with like the voice of dikembe mutombo (laughs) Just running through, yeah, you know, running, running down. Just excuse me, excuse me, pardon me. You know, (laughs) just my house. No, yeah, he's not saying that. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Excuse me, excuse me, pardon me. (laughs) Sorry. Um, on the season though, he does have SU's best offensive rating according to your boy Ken Palm. Um, it's the best true shooting percentage and best uh, effective field goal percentage. He makes he's making the team best sixty six percent of his shots of his shots. So, and, yeah, well, that and, doesn't count all the times he loses the ball. No, that is very true. Great, great, <laughs> it doesn't count unless you get a shot up, right? Great point. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and he's putting the ball on the floor. That's the problem. Like, just go up. Yeah. Right. 
right? When you're that big, they always tell you just keep the ball up, come down, but keep the ball up. You put it down and all the little guys and smaller guys, it's just you're bringing the ball to them. You know, just keep it up high, come down, go right back up with it. That's it's, just that's what you're taught as a big man. Yeah, and that's what he was talking about when he played against 7-4, uh, what's his name there, from uh, Florida FSU. State. Yeah. Kumaji. Yeah, he said yeah. he likes playing against those bigger guys like that because he doesn't have to worry about a little guy cutting his legs out or, you know, going down right. there and grabbing the ball. So, yeah. yeah. So when he brings, when, I mean, naturally when you're a big guy, bringing it down is just kind of a no-no. Um, but on top of that, the fact that he's kind of got weak hands as well and he's not the biggest, strongest guy, I mean, it all just goes against him to where he should just, if he gets the ball around there, he should either, if he's going to shoot it, he's got to keep it high and, and just come down and put it right back up or he's got to look to kick it out. You know, just restart the shot clock or, or or whatever. Give it, kick it out to somebody who has a better shot. But um, it's just too much. If he's going to be farting around like that and doing that stuff and losing the ball too much, we we can't be doing. I mean, yeah, he, he, turn turnovers is going to kill us. Like we talked about, we we don't have we have limitations and our room for error is very small. So anything that we can do to to keep the turnovers, you know, and it's going to come to a point with Beheim where he can either get the ball and help us on offense or he's probably going to just stop trying to feed him. Yeah. I, I say, I say he's got to He's got to just get better, get a little meaner and, um, and clean up, clean it up when you get the pass and stop putting the ball on the ground one time to, to adjust yourself or whatever the hell he's doing. It's a, it's a bad habit is what it is. Yeah. Well, that's it's, an awful habit. And um, the other thing is, is just a mentality that, that, that what Beheim's talking about. It's just a mentality. Um, some people sometimes I, I don't know if they just don't understand that it's just a game and that you don't have to I mean you can go as hard as you know, it's just that's just competitive edge in it as far as I'm concerned that effort and that kind of stuff if you're a true competitor and you don't want to lose then you're not going to care about stuff like that you know true and for some reason he's he worries about it and maybe doesn't get as physical as he should be getting so it's um yeah, I don't think he hadn't played a whole lot of competitive ball either. So, and here he is in in bright lights. I mean, it's yeah. these are the brightest lights he'll probably ever play in. Yeah, you know. So, well, again, too, it comes down to getting to getting some uh, some competition in there because that's that's what that fuels. Because he's good, but if we were to, I mean, I know this year we don't have anybody coming in, but let's just say Sadibi were to cure a lot of his tendonitis problems and get a lot healthier over the season, off season, get bigger and stronger. I mean, Chuku is not in a situation where, I mean, if someone else steps up, he could easily be replaced. So, and that's with some, that's with some of these guys too. Same thing with Moyer and Merrick Dolce. I mean, they got guys coming in next year that are going to be taking minutes from them yeah, unless they get their stuff together. So this year they got to, they got to, worry about that as well you know not just their their role in this team they got to worry about you know getting better for the future because they are the future but battle and Versetta aren't going to be around for that long yeah um Dolge, he had a better game last night uh getting off his his last couple games um all right <clears throat> they get some rest coach said this team needs some practice we're talking about practice we're talking about practice we're talking about practice man I mean, how silly is that? I mean, we're talking about practice. practice. Talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice? Practice. We're talking about practice, man. <laughs> <laughs> we're, talk- 
We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. Not a game. <laughs> so, Coach said this this team, more than any other team, at this stage in the season, needs practice. And it's clear, it's evident, this could not have come at a better time. Joe, do you think that this came at a good time? Looking at being almost in the in in the middle of the ACC schedule, getting this break, a whole week off to get some practice, and um, do you think it's better to get some practice, or do you think it's better to just not stop and stay in a rhythm and not get cold, as far as you know, competition? No, I think I think with with our depth in uh, the string of games that we've had, the close games and stuff like that. That's another, like I said, I was worried about that game last night just because we lose that game and, and we got a long season ahead of us and that's a bad loss. And uh, I was worried just because of the way that the Florida State game went with double overtime and Ty's battle. I mean, he looked dead after that game. So, um, I mean, yeah, I think it comes at a perfect time because uh, these next three games, I think, are crucial. They're winnable, they're winnable games. Um, Pittsburgh, we get the chance to play them again and hopefully knock on wood, nothing crazy happens and we can count that as a W, but I mean, Boston college and Georgia tech are similar type teams with us, similar talent that is probably going to be right there close to the bubble or right around the same place in the standings come end of the year. So these are some good head to head games that we should be winning, um, to just help our resume. But of, of course, uh, definitely, uh, a good time. Because it comes a point where you're only going to get so much, like, athletically-wise, strength-wise, you know, that kind of stuff. They're not going to get any bigger and faster and stronger during the season, you know. What they have, what they are is what they are. Uh, You know, you can work on stuff like free throws and, you know, your shooting and your fundamentals and stuff. But at this point, what what, what he has and the talent that the team is is what it is. Um, But getting the mental down is can help the the team – Getting on the well, same yeah, page. it's well, it's getting on the same page, but it's also understanding roles, understanding what they have to be doing, so that you know Moyer has such great stretches, and then other times he just makes bonehead mistakes, and you just see Bayheim just pull him and yell at him, and it's just that kind of stuff. And like you said, you need to get on the same page, but also also mentally, people got to they got to get confident, they got to get rested, um, confidence, and and just understanding what what's going on and what you're supposed to be doing. Um, that can take you a long way because, I mean, the off season that's where you, you get bigger, faster, stronger, and, and uh, you work on your game and you hone in on some stuff. But in the middle of the season, team we got is what we got. So really uh, getting the mental down and getting the, the schematical parts of the game is really what's going to help the most. So um, that's, that's what he was talking about with practice and everything like that. We just need to get <laughs> – better as far as the mental like you said i think it's a little bit of confidence but definitely getting on the same page yeah getting on the same page you can tell by the way they're passing the ball yesterday no one knows how the hell's going on um Brissette said we've got to move the ball a lot more get back on the glass exactly that's what he needs to do just be more physical with these teams i feel like we've let down our physicality that's going to be a focal point these next few days that's what Brissette had to say moyer said i think we need some time to clean up some of the sloppy mistakes i agree I agree with that. He goes on. You could even see today it was kind of sloppy. You think? I think we. I think <clears throat> we'll go back and watch some film and clean some of that up. So, good. All right. 
Um, yeah. Uh, I hope they do. They know. They must listen, Joe. Uh, they they know what's going on, dude, and that's the first part of fixing it. So, all right, pit win in the mirror. That's it. All right, Joe, a week off, but Wednesday is going to come quick for the Syracuse Orange as Boston College comes to the Dome at 7 o'clock. Joe, how does Cuse beat the Golden Eagles? Tell us. Uh, well, a little bit of luck. Uh, <laughs> no. Don't tell me that. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I mean, Boston College, they are actually um, – better than what they've been in previous years. And I mean, they beat us last year. So who, who are we to talk? Um, but their guards are, are, they're just growing up and, uh, we had problems with, um, we had problems with Kai Bowman and, uh, Jerome Robinson last year. And they're just one more year removed, more experience. And they got other guys that are starting to step up, uh, state that, what is his name? I forget his name. Why can't I think of his name ever? Um, Chatham. I always want to say Statham. It's Chatham. <laughs> but uh, he uh, is another guard that is is starting to step up and help them out. And um, Popovich, the uh, what they call the center, really a forward, but the tallest guy, six eleven. Um, he's uh, he's he's pretty tough down low too. Uh, they're thirteen and six this year, and I was I looked at their schedule um, a couple of days ago actually, and they don't really have bad losses. I mean, they lost to Texas Tech, lost at Providence, at Nebraska, um, at Virginia, at North Carolina, and I think a home game against Clemson. So and they beat Duke. No, they beat. Yeah, they have wins against Duke. They have wins against Wake Forest. They have wins against. Um, they just beat Florida State the other night. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, they've beaten some teams that we haven't, and they haven't lost to uh, a team that isn't in the Power Five, except for Providence. But technically, basketball—you know, Big East—they're still a tough out. So, um, Boston College is looking like a, a contender. Um, I, like I said, it's got the same record as us. So, um, this might be one of those games where it could be—you know—head to head come bubble time at the end of the year when it comes down to looking at tournament resumes. You know who beat who? Because as far as non-conference goes, I think we might have better wins, maybe a little bit more tougher uh, non-conference strength of schedule. But again, they don't they don't have bad losses, so a head-to-head could could be one of those things. Um, so, and obviously we want to win to kind of help our conference uh, ranking out as well. But um, they're definitely not the same Boston College that's been the past couple of years. So, um, the yeah, it's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be difficult. I'd like to hope that uh, this week of practice is gonna get us uh, get us ready. So, uh, uh, you mentioned they they play an extra game too. So yeah, 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 yeah. they have a game um, Sunday at noon um, at Louisville. So yeah, it's that's gonna be it's it's gonna be a tough one. So we'll have yeah. a, we'll have longer rest. We'll have longer rest. They'll have been on the road. Um, yeah, a game previous. And, you know, they are coming into the Dome. So, uh, attendance... Damn, I forgot to mention this again. I always do that. I got to yeah. get that off right at the beginning. Uh, attendance at the Dome was 21,259. It did not look like it. No, no, it definitely it, didn't. It didn't, <laughs> it didn't, did it? 
But no. that's what they that's what they count. That's what they um that's what they have here. So well, hopefully this one will be a little bit better. I uh, I, I hope around twenty five thousand again. Yeah. Uh, a week off. It is a Wednesday, but that that coming off of four losses, nine o'clock on a Wednesday or excuse me Tuesday, um, doesn't it's not that's not going to draw a big crowd unless it's a big game. So, yeah. So hopefully- yeah, that's true. That's true. And and again, like hit, trying to hit back with Boston College, um, they I took a look and, and, and although looking at the schedule, looking at the standings, they look like a similar team. Um, I was looking at Ken Pomeroy, uh, his standings um, that he had up there, or rankings, or whatever you want to call him. Um, he's got us at 45, and he's got, uh, I think it's uh, Boston College at 73, I want to say, something like that. So wow. I think Boston still, College is better than that, to be honest with you. No, like I said, I don't I don't know how difficult their non-conference straight schedule was. They have won some decent games here recently, um, but uh, – they're they're just a guard oriented team. Kai Bowman kind of runs a show, um, and uh, they run three guard set. You know they start Chapman, uh, Chatham, and uh, Robinson and Bowman. Uh, they got a six eight senior forward, and then, like I said, Popovich six eleven. Their next best player that comes off the bench is six eight freshman. So they're not relatively like big, but they play they play tough, and they have the three guard set, and it's uh, it's not going to be a uh, an easy task at all but again it's an important one so uh i think until you know we had we had we were 11 and 2 coming out of that conference and start losing games start getting worried um so all of a sudden pittsburgh becomes a must win and all these games these next three games they're winnable games and as long as we're our record's still kind of teetering on the bubble type then pretty much every game's a must win so hopefully we can just ride this out and like I said before, get to sixteen and six, and and wait for this Virginia game. Uh, yeah, we can get all the way through back to Pitt uh, at the zoo. They always have a great crowd there. Um, you know, it's one of those places that's just designed to be in your fit. You know, they line the sidelines of the fans, and it's the length of the court, pretty much. It's one of those yeah. places that's really annoying to watch a game. Um. If their team's doing good, because they make noise, they make noise there at the zoo. So yeah, well, I remember last year they were down a little bit last year, and it wasn't the same zoo. And I'm assuming that it's going to be more like a petting zoo this time yeah, around, that's because what, that's what we said last year too. That's yeah, <laughs> that's what we were hoping for last year. This year, I think yeah. it actually is. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll I mean, have their to teams. See. Their teams eight and eleven. That's it's yeah. tough to get behind. They have Imagine. zero ACC wins. Imagine what Syracuse would be like and our fans would be like right now if that was our situation. I know. I know. They weren't very loud last night. It was the students were back. Yeah, I know. But, it, I mean, I'm talking about just fans overall. And No, I hear you. you, know, you know, you're right. If we get 21,000, we wouldn't get 10 if we were, <laughs> I mean, 20, if we were 8 and 11. I, that's got to be off, man. Just judging by the seats and the noise, it just didn't seem like it. But, anyway. All right. We got a week off. If... Um, Anything breaking happens, I guess we can come back. But if not, Joe, I'm going to give you a vacation, buddy. What do you think? No, You're welcome. God. You're welcome. Um, all right. Well, that's it. Episode 52 in the books. We will be back, uh, like I said, after Boston College, unless something else happens. Remember, go to Facebook. 
Facebook.com forward slash Cuse Nation podcast. Thumb us up there. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Later. Peace. Oh, wrong sound effect. <laughs> that's your. That's. <laughs> I had it ready for you, though. I had it ready for you. You just heard the Cuse Nation podcast with Sean and Joe. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.